This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, October 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Mexico tries to persuade Dems on USMCA. Kudlow qualifies Chinese promises and Purdue to announce first reconnect grant. Mexico makes big push for USMCA with House Dems. The Mexican lobbying effort to convince House Democrats to support the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement intensified yesterday. Mexican Undersecretary for North America, Jesus Seade, met with aides to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and House Ways and Means Chairman Richard Neal, promising that Mexico is following through on its USMCA promises to improve labor conditions. Seade even hand-delivered a letter from Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador to Neil, spelling out what the country is doing to meet House Democrats' concerns, including funding for labor reform in Mexico's budget. The labor reforms that are underway today will put Mexico at the forefront of labor rights in Latin America and will guarantee union democracy and the rights of union members, as has not been done in more than three decades, Obrador said in the letter. Meanwhile, negotiations between House Democrats and U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer over the trade pact have ramped up this week. The working group led by Neil to negotiate demands met with Lighthizer on Wednesday and yesterday, and an unprecedented third meeting in one week is scheduled to happen today. The opportunity to work with Republicans and ratify USMCA, despite the turmoil surrounding the impeachment inquiry on Capitol Hill, is a strong motivating factor for Democrats, according to Neil. What we have already done is better than what NAFTA represents at the moment, he said. That is not in dispute. The question is, can we move it along even more? And I think we can. But Neil stressed there's still a ways to go, and he declined to predict whether a House vote could be held before Thanksgiving. White House official qualifies China trade agreement. President Donald Trump announced last week that China had pledged to purchase $40 billion to $50 billion worth of U.S. ag commodities on an annual basis. But National Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow offered a more nuanced explanation yesterday. China has promised to purchase a lot more U.S. soybean, sorghum, wheat, and other commodities. But much of the increase in trade is predicted to take place as a result of China agreeing to tear down non-tariff barriers, Kudlow said in a CNBC interview. It's something that was agreed upon, Kudlow said, about the 40 to $50 billion in Chinese imports. I think it is a real number. It's not going to be just ag purchases, although that's going to be a huge boost to our farm sector. There is also going to be market access openings with respect to agriculture products and agriculture standards that the Chinese seem to be loosening up on. That's a huge piece of it. Purdue announcing first reconnect broadband grant. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue is scheduled to be in Tennessee today to announce the first grant under the reconnect rural broadband funding program that Congress created last year. Purdue will appear at the offices of Fort Deer Electric Co-op, which will be the first grant recipient. Tennessee had to change state law to allow co-ops to go into the broadband business. The program was funded last year with $600 million. USDA has received requests for $1.4 billion in funding in its first round of applications. 
vote shows uphill battle facing Dems on climate. Senate Democrats have failed to block the Trump administration's revisions to the Obama-era carbon regulations on electric utilities. A resolution to kill an EPA rule failed in the Senate yesterday, 41 to 53. Three Democrats, Doug Jones of Alabama, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, and Kristen Sinema of Arizona voted against the measure. Why it matters? Although it shows how hard it's going to be for Democrats to pass climate legislation, even if they take over control of the Senate after the 2020 elections. Tax data shows how farm income has fallen. New data from the Internal Revenue Service, analyzed by agriculture accountant Paul Neifer, gives some new insight into how much farm income fell off since many commodities hit highs earlier this decade. Based on the latest data from Farmers Schedule F filings, farmers reported a net loss of about $15.2 billion in 2017, up from a loss of about $2.2 billion in 2013 and a net gain of $200 million in 2012. The data did not include farms that file as corporations and partnerships, but the trend for those entities is likely to be the same, Neifer wrote. Interim hemp rule coming soon. The Department of Agriculture plans to issue a final interim rule for the National Hemp Program within the next couple of weeks. We have been in the interagency clearance process now for over 90 days, working with our federal colleagues through the Office of Management and Budget process to get input. That Deputy Ag Secretary Steve Sinsky at a Senate Ag Committee hearing yesterday. And by the way, Sinsky also said $5.5 billion in market facilitation program payments has been made to farmers since the Farm Service Agency began issuing checks the week of August 19th. He said the department was still deciding whether to release another tranche of payments. Producers have until December 6th to sign up for MFP. Harris, latest Democrat with a rule plan. California Senator Kamala Harris, who is trying to jumpstart her presidential campaign, is out with a rule plan that pledges to end refiners' biofuel usage exemptions and to connect every rural resident to affordable broadband by 2024. In a notable departure from other candidates, she also proposes to create a new agricultural visa program to address farm labor needs. It's clear that America's agriculture economy faces a critical shortage of workers every year, she said. Her plan also includes a new tax credit for rural businesses and proposals to crack down on agribusiness consolidation and massively increase spending on conservation programs to combat climate change. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, October 18th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Allen.